Win something one time and it could be a fluke. Do it twice and people know you're for real. Win it three times and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kauks the Skinny on Sports Report the non-metro sportscast of the year. Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kauk, and this is the Skinny on Sports Report. Congratulations, Aaron. Or should we say, Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating. Balls fall. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Garrison Financial Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Scott's right here. We'll get uh, his thoughts on a bunch of different things in the uh, sports world. Some pertain to money, some don't. I I don't want to spring a question I have for him on him, so I'm going to give him you know, a week to think about it for next week. Uh, but uh, there's been a lot of talk with spring football getting going. Uh, in at, at Oklahoma especially. And I want to know, Jared, and I had a little spat about uh, expectations. And so I, I, w- I want you to have to think about coming into next week, what what are unrealistic expectations, what are real ex- re- realistic expectations for Oklahoma football, and what would be unreasonable to expect – to see out of this team for Brent Venable's future. Okay. As the coach. Yeah. So for me, for me right now, if you look at the schedule, we've talked about the schedule. Yeah. And how brutal the schedule is. Mm -hmm. Is it unreasonable if Oklahoma doesn't go nine and three? I realize it'll take a disaster for there to actually be a change after next year. I, I totally understand that. Right. But is it unreasonable for a person to go, you're not the right guy. We're just spinning our tires now. One million percent. Ah, so we finally if, have somebody on my side of this. If he doesn't go nine and three with playing the the schools of the of the blind and, and deaf next year, <laughs> then uh yeah. It's okay. you know, yeah. I'm I'm uh I have a really hard time understanding the whole uh, take – he needs to have time to bring his culture. He needs to have – now, I'm not talking about just Venables. I'm talking about any coach. Um, you know, well, he needs more time to uh, – look at what Jimbo Fisher is doing at A&M. I see the culture he's bringing. He's bringing the one that he left Florida State with, <laughs> which is a steadily, steadily downward trend. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't think so. <laughs> so. I don't think so. So I no, think, and, and here's the thing: we just got oh, typical Sooner fan fire the coach. Nobody's saying they're going to fire him. I'm not him. saying fire the coach, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying last year was his fault. Last year was an anomaly. Half the half of the production left. 
Um, and not just because of seniors that graduated, half the production left to go to California. I'm mm-hmm. not saying last year was his fault in any way, shape, or form. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, one of the teams that we thought was going to be a powerful team coming into the league is is uh, expected to be the worst. Cincinnati is expected to be the worst team in the Big 12 next year. Yeah, loss of coach, loss of players. Yeah, yeah so if he can't win nine games next year, we have zero non-conference games. Yeah. He's got to win. He's got to win. Yeah, and no one—they're not going to fire. I don't. I mean, he could if he got if he went over. Let's not go completely off the boards. If he goes over, he ain't going to be the yeah, coach. He's, no. But even like a seven and six, eight and four, he's going to be the coach for a third year, no matter almost what. But that doesn't mean that he should be exactly. Or that doesn't mean he's the right guy for the job. Agreed, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just. Yeah. Just and, and it has nothing to do with expectations of different players. It's just that schedule. It's that bad. It's that bad. It's that and, bad. And, I mean, he will have better talent on the field than any – All but one game. All but one game. Yeah. Texas is the only team in the Big 12 next year that should have better talent on the field than Oklahoma. Or even – Or as good. That's right. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, that's the angle I was going at was he – with what you said about last year was he was trying to make chicken salad out of you know what because yeah. of the hand that he was dealt and and there were Funny times where it was like hey white speck on the top yeah there's <laughs> times you're like hey uh instead of coaching up the defensive line turn around and be the head coach we were you know and so what i'm looking for is kind of what you said i want to see does he take that next step as a head coach because i do think he has the talent i think he nailed it in the portal with getting some guys in and key pieces especially on the defensive side. I think the offense is talented enough to score enough points. So this year is very pivotal for him. But, you know, and then when we, when we say nine and three, and, and I almost want to lean on, well, who are the three? You know, are you losing to the best teams in the Big 12, or are you losing to those Cincinnati's and so whatnot? So here's, here's my thing. Here's always been How my are you thing losing to them? Since I – you know, when, it, when this became my argument for all of this, okay, name a coach – at a big-time school, big-time powerhouse school, that you didn't know within the first two years was going to be a superstar coach. Name one. Dabo Swinney. I wouldn't say that Clemson, when he went to Clemson, was a big-time superstar school. But it had the potential. They kept going through coaches. because They had they at least looking, won a national they, title. Yeah. They had in won the in the 80s. Well, still. Come on, Well, you could have said the same skinny. thing. But, I mean, OU was the same way in 2000. They hadn't won since the 80s either. Yeah, and we knew by the second year that well, Bob sure. Stoops was the guy. Sure. Uh, but uh, How many years did Dabo coach before they won an ACC title? It had been a little bit. Had it? It, it? it had been a little bit. And, okay, here's another one. Okay, I got one. Okay. Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, I almost went there, but, yeah. Mm. Now, here's the thing about that he, he argument. A, here's the thing. Uh, I think he was actually better than people thought. The first few years, but because he couldn't beat Ohio State, was he was getting say, ran down the road. I was about to say it's not like he went to Michigan and was going six and six. No, no, he was fantastic. I mean, but he, but if he, he if he gets criticized for not being this, then we can't yeah. criticize him for in this text either. Yeah, but but you know, it's one thing to be like people are like, well, he's got to build his culture. You know what? Bill Snyder had to build a culture. Oh yeah. Okay, Kansas State was terrible. Kansas State was the game that all of our dads took us to because they knew that we were going to be so far ahead by the third quarter that they could leave early and not be in traffic. That's right. 
All right. Or actually being a bunch of traffic because everybody's leaving. <laughs> yeah. it's the, the, the difference there, they're able to have patience with him because, like, hey, we won two games this year. That's, We're that, on the way. Yeah. There's a difference you there. You don't need that if you're the guy at a big-time school. You mm-hmm. don't. You don't. I've never seen it. The only thing that is really, really strange to me and, and just mind-blowing to me is – which I know how he won. He bought the entire team. I mean, they were professional athletes before they were professional athletes. But how come nobody other than Jimmy has been able to make Miami a football team again? Yeah, I mean, Dennis Erickson was kind of the coattails of that. Yeah. Butch Davis did. That's true. That's with, true. With Co- you know, Coker and Davis yeah. and those. But yeah. here, what, what is But the, the money's still there. But that's, but that's the thing. Those, are, those two things have gone hand in hand. Every time Miami has been really good, sanctions have followed. That's true. Yeah. But now it's Jared's had this argument since the NIL has become a thing. Schools like Miami, USC, even down in the Metroplex and SMU, somebody like that has a, a massive advantage if they'll just use it. Yes. And it's weird that Miami – we'll see crystal ball seems like, you know, we fit. I mean, he played there. Yeah, he knows what the U culture is, and it feels like he's doing some things, but it hasn't. At shown. the same point in time, we say it feels like he's doing some things. I mean, other than Clemson, the ACC is awful. Yeah, and Florida State looks like they're on the way back. They look like they might be. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. you're right. Yeah, Miami is the perfect nil school they were nil before nil was a thing yeah they got basketball girls that are loading up on nil i can tell you why <laughs> and if you don't okay. know why look this afternoon they're gonna be playing i think you'll be able to spot the two that are making all the money <laughs> believe it or not it's it's just because they're twins yeah that's what that's what it twins is. basil twins <laughs> all right what you got today scotty well first of all i'm really irritated at you guys i'm upset uh-oh. I'm upset. Well, there's the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, my. Four. <laughs> wow. What did, what did we do? I say, of all the weeks for you to be irritated with us, this shouldn't be it because you, you clearly weren't listening when we talked about the World Baseball Classic, and I actually complimented the the atmosphere in that final, and heck, all the games down there in Miami, and you know why? It was so great, an atmosphere. Why is that? It was like a soccer crowd. There you go. It really, I mean, that's what it reminded me I, of. I wouldn't know. <laughs> With all the, all the, I heard the horns, horns I being played horns. and all that. Like, what song huh. are they playing? I can't understand. Yeah. Like, it wow. Was, it had a hum, an, a hum to it. I'm just waiting. For, I feel like you're laying this up for something. No, no, no. I feel like you're about to say, and it, it, went, and it was 1-0 no. or something like that's that. That's it. I was I'm waiting done. for you to. Oh, okay. I, I literally, it, it's what it reminded me of. And well, you just don't see baseball crowds like soccer crowds very often. No, usually they're eating hot dogs. <laughs> Got a little scorebook and drinking their beer through a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it was awesome. All right, what do no, you No, I'm upset. You guys, you don't do something like a master's dinner without me getting to oh, put mine yeah, in. Well, okay, what you, you got? Get, here you go. This is. I mean, what is that? First of all, okay, you guys need a lot more culture. Okay. <laughs> I mean, culture. Was, this is our culture. That that menu was our culture. It's our culture that, out here in Western uh, Oklahoma. No. See, here's, was, the, here's the problem for you, me. What do you want? Some lobster tail on there? Come I on. am very picky in that I don't like, there's like sauces, very few. 
that I will eat. <laughs> I will not eat condiments. I won't eat any condiments. No, I don't eat condiments either. So a little some, mustard on my burger. A no, little bit. Absolutely of mustard. not. Stay away. None of that. No, no, no. My, my condiment gosh. is cheese and homegrown tomatoes in the summertime. Cheese is pretty good condiment. That's all I got. And so, just, so a just lot throw of these, a different kind of cheese on there. So, like a it. lot of these different, you know, I, I love to watch the cooking channel, the the yeah. Food Network. I love to watch those, you know. And I'm thinking, man, that looks really good. Like on Triple D today, the, the guy will be all over the place, all over that channel from like noon on. Now watching him, I'm like, golly, that looks really good. Whoever's making whatever in whatever town. Then all of a sudden, they'll come up with some garlic aioli. I'm like, first off. Which basically is just mayonnaise. First off, you're not fooling me with aioli. I know it's mayonnaise with garlic in it. Nice try. It's amazing how much good food is ruined on that show by a bunch of that sauce. Yeah, no. Anyway, all right. So Mayonnaise should be banned. 100%. It is in my house. Oh. Uh, I mean, if I see so, it come in, I'll just go throw it up against the how wall. How do we feel about Miracle Whip? So, Out. How do, Miracle Whip is mayonnaise. Yeah, I know. There's <laughs> no the same difference. Same thing. <laughs> Golly, come okay. on, man. my wife won't allow Miracle so, Whip in now. Culture us. I, yeah. I do agree. The the one thing that we agree on is jalapeno. Got to have the jalapeno, jalapeno poppers. Yep. Yeah. That's number. That's number one. And you got to have it with a big glass of Dos Equis, cold glass out of the freezer yes. little bit of salt not like oh my gosh i just took a sip and you're drinking the ocean now salt. i'm dehydrated yeah. just a little bit of salt then you got then my wife makes a homemade caesar salad dressing that is yeah okay it's outstanding you're already you, that that, that out. through you you're out yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it's really I'm good got to have that with a little bit of champagne okay all right, all right. and i i have exact brands if anybody needs them okay, so go ahead. just they can just let me know <laughs> <laughs> then you got to have the citrus and herb shrimp with pancetta oh now this is now, now i can oh, get behind this okay yeah yeah so i make this and you you wrap the shrimp in the pancetta and then you grill it that, hang on hang on do you know what pancetta is jared no i'm not cultured enough sorry scott it, it's bacon spanish no, bacon no, no 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 it's pancetta anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> It is pancetta. It's right. different flavor. Got to have a nice pinot grigio with oh, that. Here. Lots All of right. wine going on here. Wow. Th- then we're going to have a crab and tagliatelle pasta and Whoa. a cream sauce. Okay. All right. Then we're going to have the pan-seared ribeye with a porcini mushroom crust. Then we're going to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe some twice-baked potatoes okay. with that. Okay. Okay, and a good Barolo. What's that wine again? That's an Italian wine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Then you got uh, my wife also makes, and I. It sounds like I'm just buttering up to Melissa. It does. It, it really does. I can't. I. What do you want to say? <clears throat> Melissa makes a double frosted chocolate cake. Oh. That is. I mean, all from scratch. That's just unbelievable. Have that with a little espresso, and then your seventh course is a glass of limoncello or nice glass of port. You're good to go. And yeah, you're right. Wow. I mean, you're talking about a good seven drinks and a lot of food you're going to bed the the one thing i I know is it's a good thing this dinner is on tuesday that way we (laughs) can sleep off the hangover on wednesday make sure you got all your prep work done for the masters in in your play because i don't think there's gonna be a bunch of us getting up early wednesday with the the old nine hole tea time maybe by the time the afternoon rolls around we can still we stand on both feet for the uh, par three contest (laughs) not fall in the water yeah 
No, I like it. Uh, now, tell me a little bit more about citrus and herb shrimp. Okay, so you... It's uh, wrapped with pancetta. The, the night before. Okay. All right. So you're going to marinate it the you're, night before. You're going to marinate gotcha. it in, in... I prefer lime. Yeah, I a do A lot too. of people like lemon. I'm I don't, a lime. I don't, yeah, I'm a lime. I'm lime over lemon for sure. Yeah, yeah. So lime, some fresh thyme, some fresh rosemary. Orange? Uh, is huh? there any orange or just lime? Lime is a citrus. There's That's no- the only citrus okay. that I use. You can use a little orange if you want to. You know, you throw that in there. You can. <clears throat> uh, and then a basil pesto. You mm-hmm. put all that in there, and you put the pancetta in with it. Okay. Overnight, you know, you mix it all together. Let it sit. Jared looks like he's going to get sick. Now, do you grill no, this? I'm, I'm interested Or you this. kind of put it in a pan? So, yeah, then the then about 30, 45 minutes before you grill it, you take it out. You don't really dry it off, but you let it kind of mm-hmm. drip dry, you know, to where it's not just soggy. Then you wrap up the bacon in the pancetta and throw it on a skewer and grill Fire it. Fire it on up. the grill. God, that sounds oh, delicious. It's so fantastic. That sounds... Uh, delicious <laughs> i'll send you the recipe that sounds really good we had we actually had a little shrimp the other night with uh, angel help hair pasta it nice. just made a sauce out of mm. some lime juice and that kind of thing there you go instead of the heavier cream sauce it was like lighter yeah. brighter yeah we were missing like some parsley or something or maybe some basil basil just kind of put it in there at the yeah. end yeah that's it okay Great sports show. Uh, we, now listen. <laughs> no, we get our, our best, best response is food. There's we no doubt about, about it. Food, the text line is blows somebody up. just trashing me. Now I got. Well, I never. Uh, here's what I. I'm not gonna repeat them. what one person. I never said. felt more like a toothless oaky than I do right now. Yeah. Listening to this conversation, I feel kind of ashamed for my menu. Ah, ah, burgers. Ah, ah. Who's, who said the toothless oaky? Smithy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I thought that was Arkansas. Isn't that where the toothbrush was invented? Was well, Arkansas the toothbrush? Yeah, instead of the teeth brush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, we talked about this off the air. Uh, Lamar Jackson. It's a. It's kind of a mystery to some why the, he's not able to get what he wants, and he obviously wants more of the Deshaun Watson style contract, where all this money's guaranteed, and uh, with the injuries that he's uh, suffered over the last couple of years, some people feel the lack of accuracy with actual passing. Um, it's not going as he had planned. I think a big part of that is because he is his own agent. He doesn't have somebody negotiating. And I understand there's certain positions in the NFL. Larry Tunsil just got the, the largest contract in the history of the league for an offensive lineman. It's an offensive lineman. And we're talking about a third of the value that we are with, with Lamar Jackson and the quarterback spot. And not only just the negotiations of it, but also as they carry on, it's got to affect, to me, the play, because you can't just – I couldn't compartmentalize these things throughout the season. I mean, thinking about your contract while you're on the field, you know, all that has no, to at some point kind of meld together. Although, I mean, the last two years in a row, he's had several weeks there at the end of the season that he can think about his contract only. Because yeah. he's been hurt. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that people and don't realize – the season started, I can't remember one of the defensive coordinators – Straight up said, "Hey, if you can make Lamar pass, you're going to win the game." Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody in the division. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so uh, we were talking off the year, like an example of this in real life outside of sports, where somebody that I mean, he got a communications degree from Louisville. That doesn't scream to me NFL agent. <laughs> and now, so. Him doing this on his own 
and the level of of intricacy that there is to that contract, we were talking. Okay, what's an example? Like a, a real world example of this happening and how ludicrous it would be if that really did happen. You came up with a really interesting one. I thought. Yeah, I I, I think it would be equivalent of of one of these tech guys trying to go to to Wall Street and and issue their own initial public offering. They don't know anything about the business. They don't know anything about the business. Not only do you not know anything about the business, you don't know any of the people mm-hmm. that are the business. And isn't that the business? A lot of times, yes. That yeah. is the whole, I mean, you have a great idea, but if you don't know the people to get it out to, to, to make it work for you, yeah, then you just got a cool idea. And if you don't know how to approach the guy that's, that's the right team for the right fit, you know, we all know there. There's those guys that you go, hey, you know, I think you ought to take a look at this, man. You might really like this. And then there's guys that you need to go up to and you say, hey, man, this is what you need. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to do. And and he doesn't know how to approach any of those guys. No. Doesn't have a clue. And and even if you know the guys you're negotiating with, which he does, a GM, an owner, or whoever, he doesn't know them in that capacity. Yeah, he knows them as the guy that's. You know, those guys Actually, are always giving you know him all what, the love. You know what the perfect example is? What is it? That sports already gave it to us. Oh my gosh, I just lost his name. Master P. Oh, yeah. Negotiated uh, uh, Texas running back. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams' contract. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was the worst, con- maybe the worst contract in the history of professional football. It was completely incentive laden. <laughs> the Saints basically didn't have to pay Ricky Williams anything by the end of it, and yeah, Lamar, get it, get an agent, pay him what he's worth. Do you think the stalemate between the Ravens and Lamar on the Ravens side—that's their message to him? We're not talking to you. We will talk to someone else. You that need to hire be, a guy. Yeah. That might be it's like it. We want you, but we want you to be more professional. Yeah. Hire an agent. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. Or, yeah. or why wouldn't you if you're the ball, like you just mentioned, why wouldn't they try to fleece the dude? Yeah. We'll get you for the cheapest we can get you. You know, first of all, I'm not a professional athlete. <clears throat> but even if I were, if I needed knee surgery, I'm still going to go try to find the best guy that I can possibly afford. Right. And, yeah. and and guess why different guys get paid different amounts? Because they're worth it. Mm-hmm. They're worth it. Lamar, if the agents are making that kind of money, if other players are paying those agents that kind of money, they're worth it. There's a reason why Scott Burroughs is considered the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because he's worth it. Because nobody he represents doesn't get paid the last single cent that he, that he's asking for. There you go. That's yeah. it. <laughs> All right, what you got going on down at Garrison Financial? Oh, we're just uh, we're we're taking care of people. You know, uh, um, some people have they, they have the ability to to ride out the market when we have a little bit of volatility, like we're kind of having right now. Actually, we're having a lot of volatility <laughs> right now. Um, some people can't. Some people need some other some other ideas that they can put their savings into that that have a lot more safety to them. So um, that's what we do. Uh, we sit down with you. We fully understand what you're needing. What uh, what your expectations are and also what your risk analysis is. And then we kind of build a plan around you. Awesome. Uh, yep. 124 North Main Street, uh, right there, corner of Main and 3rd here in Elk City. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. 
is his email address phone number yet? No, don't have a phone number yet. I got to get that done. Okay. I was I was too worried about hitting the slopes over spring break, yeah, man. For, Skiing for is reason. my that's my thing. That's now, my jam. Now listen, awesome. you're getting up there in age a little bit. Are you still able to to do all the things now, you can what do? What is that? Wow. I'm just here's the deal. Throughout the last month, there's been multiple people that have come back from the slopes. Some are admittedly older than you are, but the one thing that they all said was, "Boy, I can't do it like I used to be able to." Is that the case with you on the slopes? Or well, let's just say strong? that my 16-year-old can't touch me. <laughs> All Absolutely. Right. Let's just say that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Scott, thanks, thanks for being guys. here today. You bet. Scott Garrison. Garrison Financial. It's a Garrison Financial Friday with Scott. Let's take a break. When we come back, what an unbelievable night last night, Sweet 16. How can tonight possibly match up or hang with it? We will find out what Jared's thoughts are. Incredible performances. Good stuff all around. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Coming back live here on the Esports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Welcome back. It's a Garrison Financial Friday here on the Skinny on Sports. Scott was just talking about the example of Ricky Williams and his contract uh, with the Saints after being drafted out of Texas. Master P, the rapper, was uh, headed No Limit Sports. Was the... uh, was his outfit. So here was the contract. Seven years, $11.1 million, and then incentives that could reach up to $68.4 million over those seven years if he hit them all, if Ricky Williams hit it all. He did receive $8.84 million as a signing bonus. So that leaves you $57.3 million worth of incentives to reach in your rookie deal. Ricky Williams' rookie season, he sprained his ankle in the preseason, battled through injuries his entire rookie year. He made one of those incentives and earned the league minimum of (laughs) $125,000. Wow. You know, I think even Lamar could do better than that. Yeah. All by himself. Um, he, Williams is quoted as saying, I think ma- maybe Master P underestimated. I mean, is this. So he's blaming. No. I think maybe. Who do you think he blamed? Master P. But why? Why Master P? For making the bad deal. Yeah. No. He, d- he says. 
Ricky Williams said at the time, I think maybe Master P underestimated how white professional sports oh. were. Okay. So, basketball last night. And then he fired him and hired Lee Steinberg, who was, yeah. you know, a real agent. Yeah. So, ouch. And that, my friends, is why uh, it's why Lamar Jackson needs an agent. Yeah. And, and not Master not, P. Not just any agent. I mean, a, a real agent, not one that is yeah. plain agent. What's the guy that everybody hates in the NFL? It's it's Boris in baseball, obviously. But, uh, God, what's his name? Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, right. Drew Rosenhaus. Get Drew. Get Drew on the horn. Get your money, Lamar, and protect yourself. It's probably too late. He should have done this. We should have had this conversation with him this time last year before he played the season out. Rough break. Yep. Rough break for Lamar so far, and definitely a rough break for for, uh, Ricky Williams with the Master P hiring. You know, a lot of people probably thought Jay-Z's outfit was going to be like that. Turns out he did it right. He's not the one actually negotiating no. the contract, and so therefore it's working with what he was trying well, to do His deal there. was, I mean, that's basically just an investment opportunity Can't, for him. Exactly right. Funds it and lets some, everyone else work, and he gets the benefit from it. You yeah. know, the citizens here in Elk City, yes. they, they have an opportunity to invest. Invest in their safety good, good and their protection. How can you do that, Jared? Well, coming up on April 4th, which is what, a week from Tuesday? Yeah. You have a chance to extend the sales tax, the half-cent sales tax, which was approved which was approved in a vote in 2015 uh, for the elementary school. Notice what I said, Jared. Extend the sales tax, the half-cent sales tax, not create not new. It's not an additional tax. It's just extending that half cent sales You're tax. You're not paying more. You're not. You're paying exactly what you have yeah. since 2015 on what you buy. And guess who else is? Everybody that comes here in shops. Yeah. Keyword is sales. Sales tax. tax. What for? Repurposing of the police station and fire department upgrades. Those buildings are 40 and 70 years old. 40 for the PD. 70 for the fire department. Need it. Have you seen those videos online? Yes, I was going to post the the videos to our Skinny on Sports pay, uh, Facebook page on it. that the that, uh, the city of Elk City had put out there. Um it's it's something that it, it'll provide needed public safety improvements and not raising your taxes, not creating new taxes. It's just simply extending what you've been doing since 2015 from the sales tax perspective. Not property tax, sales tax. So get out there and vote April 4th uh, to, to help protect and serve here in the city of Elk City with the fire department and the police department. It's good stuff. I mean, can you think Can you think of anything in the world that doesn't need upgraded after 70 years? Even Augusta National, even the Masters upgrades itself. Exactly. No, it's it's a it's a need. It's not a want. That's right. It benefits everybody. Also, tonight, 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 Elk City Motorsports Park, mm. Friday night, the twenty twenty three racing opener. It is tonight. The super fast dirt dog three hundred five sprints sprint cars 
fighting it out on the track. That's at the three-eighth mile semi-bank dirt track. That's one mile south of Hutch's west side, Merritt Road. Then you go back a quarter, quarter west. Concessions out there. The family will have fun. Gates open at 5. Races start at 7. Do not miss the 2023 race season opener tonight out at Elk City Motorsports Park. All right. Games last night, Jared. <clears throat> what an unbelievable evening. Fun. Here's what's crazy. I thought last night was kind of the the appetizer. <clears throat> you thought tonight? You think tonight's I games? I thought tonight's games or, were, were going to be the better ones outside of maybe uh, Miami and Houston. Feels like Houston. But you know what? It felt like Tennessee was that way last night. And turns out they weren't. But Princeton Creighton, to me, is really intriguing just because of the size of the schools. Yeah. San Diego State's been great so far in the tournament, but can they beat Alabama? Xavier, Texas should be wonderful, and then, you know, what can Miami do? It was what I was thinking. But last night, holy Moses. You know, the game that I couldn't wait to watch was a blowout. Connecticut right. yeah. just whipped Arkansas. Same here, yeah. Just killed them. I mean, they, Arkansas could not do anything defensively to even pretend to slow down nah. uh, that Connecticut Huskies train. But every other game, man, what an amazing night. Uh, let's start with the very first one that tipped off. Kansas State, Michigan State. I wish you – know, this is not a typical Tom Izzo team. No. And in my mind, not as that, is, that is wonderful because he lets them play. That game was up and down and back and forth and just letting guys be athletic and go get it done. I had a hunch about that game. I and really man, did. man, Tyson Walker was awesome. Uh, how do you say Hogard? Is that how you say that? The, the other guard, A.J. Hogard, yeah. was awesome. And so was Marquise Noel for Kansas State. Uh, you know, it's Michigan State did a great job at the end of regulation to get that thing to overtime. Thought Noel settled for a long three, kind of that dagger shot, didn't make it, and then Michigan State was able to to send it into overtime. And then in overtime, we've got there was a minute left in overtime. Tie game. Noel and Jerome Tang appear to be arguing over what play to call. And about that time when you think, what are they settled? What are y'all doing? He throws a half-court alley-oop that gets dunked behind Keontae Johnson's head for the lead. A reverse dunk. A re that's what I'm saying. He dunks <laughs> it behind his head. Oh, I thought, yeah, behind the defender's head. I see. No, behind his own <laughs> head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, re a reverse, what would it be, 47-foot alley-oop. In overtime of a, of a Sweet 16 game with a minute left in a tie game, and he slams it down reverse style, and Kansas State is able to hold off 98-93. What? I mean, incredible. If that had been the only game last night, you'd be like, been like, man, yeah. how awesome was that? Yeah, I was. You would have been satisfied. Like I said, I had a real. I had a based on my rankings, I had a hunch about Michigan State and Kansas State that matchup. To me, the Izzo factor. I, I lean on that a lot with experience and coaching, and then Kansas State's athleticism. We got what I thought we would get. And the dud of the night, I thought it was going to be Tennessee just walloping Florida Atlantic, but it was it was UConn walloping Arkansas. But how about FAU? Are they – I mean, I said it last night. I think I can legitimately see them winning their next game. They, they're they 34-3 and for a reason. They're pretty good. Um, I was impressed with how they came out. They didn't. They didn't back down from Tennessee when it started early. I thought Tennessee was going to roll in that one. Then Florida Atlantic they didn't go away. Only up five or down five at half, and they came alive with that run in the second half. 
Tennessee tried to bully them like they did Duke, and they didn't let him do it. They didn't let him do it. You're right. Back to Kansas State. Noel sets an NCAA tournament record with 19 assists. 20 points, 19 assists. Uh, the other guy, Michigan State had four starters in double figures, led by Hogard with 25. Walker had 16. It seemed like Walker was the one that made some big shots down the stretch. You know, Keontae Johnson. Now, Michigan, or Kansas State shot 56% from the field and almost lost. But this you're, this wasn't a typical Izzo team. This is a way more offensive Izzo team than you're used to seeing. You know, mm-hmm. and, and quite frankly, a big part of, of why they couldn't win is something that you never say, and that is protecting the paint. It seemed like Kansas State could run that pick and roll anytime they wanted and Noel was getting anybody a layup. Like he, he settled for the long ones at a lot of times when if he'd have just been a little bit more patient. When they got when they got Michigan State into the pick and roll situation, he just he just slashed them up, man. Got into the paint, scored for himself, got gave it gave the ball up to others for easy buckets. Man, that was he was he was awesome. A, a tournament record. Now let me ask you this who was better? Him or what we saw in the nightcap with Drew Timmy? Depends if you like assist or scoring. Uh, the double-double from Noel was awesome. His passes were crisp and awesome. But Timmy was just dominant. It looked like he was – like UCLA never had an answer for him every time he touched the basketball. And I and it, so that was – did Timmy set any kind of records? No. Nah. With his efficiency or anything like that? With with Because at one point what I looked down and – he had what thirty three, and no one else had more than nine. That was late in the game. Yeah, at one point he had thirty five, and the rest of the team had thirty three. I think. Incredible. I mean, but, Gonzaga is nowhere without that guy this year. They are praising the basketball guys that he chose to come back one more year. But at the end of the day, it was the other guys that made the difference. So the, Malachi Smith yeah. off the bench. About the time you're like, man, he needs some help. Smith got a couple layups. Obviously, Strother hit the the ginormous logo three after UCLA made it was almost a mirror image in a lot of ways of the of the the Morrison game. Gonzaga had that one won, and UCLA came on this crazy comeback to win, and we all remember him crying on the floor. And I was just about to text y'all, well, we're not going to see Adam Morrison crying this year, and then all of a sudden. UCLA went on a 10-1 run with four, in 40 seconds. Wasn't he in the building? Was he? They sh- they sh- oh, I didn't see. I think he's part I, of their radio crew or something. Oh, you he know what? He had a headset right. on, and you oh hardly recognize him. He's clean. I mean, you know. But uh, I kind of had that in the back of my mind. Are they going to – if they lose this game, are they going to show him and hope he sheds a tear again? Well. You felt like they are setting that up because they showed him they there in the second half when UCLA was going on that run. And they showed him. I thought they're going to set that up, and then they went back and they were like, "Remember when this happened?" And they thought they're going to they're going sh- to put that poor guy on the camera again if they lose this game, but they didn't. So it was about it, it was an all timer of a performance from Timmy. Yeah, and it was just about an all timer of a choke job from Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. Strother misses the front end of the one and one on the ninth team foul when they're up ten, I think. I think it was seventy two sixty two when he missed the front end of the one and one. Timmy missed one of two in this kind of in in this time where all of a sudden uh, 
UCLA makes this huge comeback. And then up two with, what, 25 seconds left? After all the great work that Drew Timmy had done, he bricks two free throws. Amari Bailey hits the three, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Is Drew Timmy about to go out as one of the best players, college basketball players of this century? Is he about to go out scoring 36 and grabbing 13 rebounds, and the only thing we're going to remember about that performance was bricking two free throws and allowing UCLA to win the game? And then Julian Strother takes him off the hook with a 30-footer, 35-footer, whatever it was. Uh, Logo three. Yeah, and and then you know the steal on the other end, and it ends up being Gonzaga 79, UCLA uh, 76. Here's the deal. I ask the NCAA committee, and this is a plea that's going to go out to those to those folks. Every single year, can we get UCLA Gonzaga? So think about what they've given us. Yeah, this Jalen Suggs banking it in from the half line in the Final Four, and then the the Morrison game that we referenced earlier. I mean, these teams play incredible games in the NCAA tournament, and last yes. night was certainly one of them. Yes. So, I brought up a name. I almost wished the Pac-12 would go, hey, Gonzaga. They, well, <laughs> here's the problem. No, you don't play football or anything. You want to be a, in our basketball conference? Well, here's the problem with that, Jared. UCLA ain't going to be there. Oh, that's right. Duh. But anyway, I, I understand your sentiment, though, but for sure. They're right I mean, there on the seems West playing. Coast. Yeah, they should be some kind of non-con every other year or oh, something. Give us man. that at least. So I brought up a name last night. And listen, Drew Timmy, you mentioned coming back. The reason he came back is because no one knows if he can play in the NBA. For as good a player as he's been in college, his it's it kind of doesn't seem like I mean, he's not going to be some sort of star. And so, and heck, with the NIL, he probably may. There's a chance he's making more money now than he ever will in the NBA, mm-hmm. depending on what is you know available up there in Spokane or what have you. But I brought up a name to compare Drew Timmy to. At the end, Jeremy said the same name. Is Drew Timmy this generation's Christian Leitner? There's a lot of similarity. The only, the like only out, thing outside is outside of the, everybody hating Christian Leitner. Uh, well, it, listen, I mean, there ain't a whole bunch of people like Drew Timmy. I don't mind him. He's being, <laughs> you know, when he's been compared to what's his name? Uh, I can't remember the character's name off of Dodgeball. Ben Stiller with his with the, oh, with uh, the way he cuts his mustache. Dwight Goodman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his mustache cut that way and all that. If people don't like him. Evan Chuck Norris. Yeah, see, nobody <laughs> likes him. And, and Timmy Timmy's not as hated as as Leitner because here's the deal: people like Gonzaga, people hate Duke, and and that started it. I mean, it was like the foundation of hating Duke was Leitner. But when you just look at how good they are. And have been and were and whatever in college. I mean, Drew Timmy is, you know, Leitner's one of the best college basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, it gets lost in the shuffle because he didn't do anything in the NF- in the NBA per se, although he was an all-star one year. But for Timmy, 
it reminds me a lot of that, where he's not really loved. As a matter of fact, disliked in a lot of ways, just because and he kind of brings it on himself and doesn't mind that. But he's a phenomenal college basketball player. Has been and continues to be phenomenal. And, and in a lot of ways, I'm actually glad that Strother hit that three so that his kind of crown jewel is remembered the way it ought to be instead of the way it was about to be with him choking like a dog, missing both those free throws. I mean, that first one, he almost airballed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, he's only like a 60-something percent free throw shooter. I think they said that Which right kind of surprised me. It feels yeah. like he shoots – it feels to me like he's a better shooter than that. But, right. yeah, they showed it. It's 63.4 or something like that. Yeah, so it really doesn't surprise me that he missed those. Um, you know, to your point of uh, Leitner and, and Timmy, they can give – people won't want to do this. TV execs will. And, and people who like college basketball, they should get a lot of credit because – you know, I I hope I was wrong when I you asked me will ratings be up this weekend, and maybe they will be because they want to they tune in going I hope that team loses. You know, I think a lot of people tuned in. A lot of people watch Duke. Why? Will, will, they, will they get beat tonight? I hope Christian Leitner twists an ankle. I'm going to watch this game. Oh, listen, that's when you know. You know, that's when you know you're at the top of the heap of ratings time when you've got just as many hoping you lose as you got hoping you win. Right. No doubt. That's why right. the Dallas Cowboys are such a huge NFL draw. Because just as many people hope they lose as hope they win. Yeah. I wonder the I mean, we're going to find out if if the if the smaller names can carry the ratings. Because now look what we're left with. Yukon, Gonzaga, Kansas State and FAU. I go way back, Aaron. Ouch. Way back when the when the Monday after Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. I know I'm interested. Why? Bracket. Well, there's that. I I, I uh, fared well last night. It actually helped me. No, there's no OU or OSU in this thing. I'm what, and, and it's funny. Every time I turn on one of these games, my six year old comes up and goes, "Dad, who are we rooting for?" I said, oh, "Nobody." Yeah. We're just watching. We're having fun watching a good game, and we've gotten some good games this tournament. That definitely helps with your ratings. You know it, how much I watched that Arkansas UConn game? Not a not second. Not a lot. Yeah. Then I flipped it and, and kept it on Kansas State, Michigan State. Then I enjoyed what I saw with Gonzaga and UCLA, and then hey, could Florida Atlantic pull this out? Boy, howdy, they did. Well, and they stagger them so brilliantly. It was good. Yeah, you could. It's so brilliant. Catch an ending of every game. Especially if you want to, like, the the very first game, if it's competitive, which it was from the beginning. Michigan State, Kansas State was close the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so you're watching that whole first half. Then you start to see the Arkansas score in UConn, and that one goes to halftime, and it's starting to get a little bit of separation. Then you watch, you go, good gosh, UConn is awesome. Oh yeah, Arkansas has no chance. And about the time you about the time you start to get bored with that, makes, second half starts. Right. Yeah. Now you're back to oh up there at Michigan State. They're going. They're you know Kansas State. They're playing. So then you get to watch the whole part of that. And instead of there just being nothing until FAU Tennessee, you can tune it back in and, and catch. You know that UConn's going to win. And then you start to go okay. Why are they? You know maybe even paying attention to who you who's on UConn's team. 
because you hadn't seen them all year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, okay, oh, so then later they're going to play. Okay, who are they playing? Oh, yeah, they're going to play whoever wins UCLA Gonzaga. Oh, okay. So what do they have? Uh, well, if UCLA wins, they've got this. And, you know, who can, who can guard Timmy? Oh, yeah, those two monsters down there. Okay, they, they, can, they got guys that can at least maybe handle him. You know, and then Tennessee FAU starts. Tennessee, like you said, got out. Looked like it was about to be beat down city at twenty one twelve early. Then FAU makes it a five point game at halftime. UCLA Gonzaga starts, and it's just a flurry. And you probably, I honestly watched the whole first half of that, even though FAU Tennessee started again. But then I you start to w- see the score, and you're like, "Wait yeah, a minute, can yeah. they do it?" Oh, and then I kept thinking. Well, yeah, you know, you're like, well, I'm just waiting for Tennessee to go on a run. This thing's going to be over. It's going to be a blowout. Wait a minute, FAU went on the run. What yeah. are they doing up 10? Click. Oh, it's halftime in this. Yeah. I mean, it just Thank it was goodness perfect. for the score up in the corner. That's been there for ages, yeah. and it, it eliminates me going to my phone every five minutes to check a score. I like that. But do you give a lot of credit to the selection committee for where they seated everybody, or is it just dumb luck that they got evenly matched games and were getting great games? I think it's just dumb luck because – you know the the one that looked like hey brilliant seeding with Arkansas as the eight that could upset the one, you know in UConn a team that a lot of people liked. It was that's the one that should have been, and it was just terrible because UConn just killed them. Yeah, you know Gonzaga UCLA is one we even mentioned before the tournament started, like hoping to see that game. You, you just knew it was going to be a, a, it had the ability to be a good one, mm-hmm. but then even at halftime of that one, you're like. Gonzaga doing it doesn't even look like they're like yeah. in into it and I then boy the second half started and it was like a totally different team yeah I wasn't very happy with Gonzaga because I picked them I picked that matchup and I picked them to win and boy was I happy so speaking of which you want to update the tournament challenge I have it uh you are not first <laughs> no but, but you I, I did take a jump yeah and here's the thing yeah there's uh Scotty is ahead still uh with Chance Silas scooching up the the ratings after last night but what I notice more than anything when I'm looking at this is the max. Right. Meaning right. if you get everything right, who can win? You can't. No, I know. But you're close. But I'm close. Sooners J. I wonder which Sooners – I wonder who that – is that Kirby or is that Manning? I feel like it's got to be one of those two. At 1480. You know who can win it? I think – is it the individual who picked? No, nope, not anymore. They must arg lost somebody last night. The individual who picked Princeton. Yeah, they're way down there. Oh, they made a whole bunch of brackets. Turned out one of those came into ours. We may not even know who that is. Um, I'll tell you who looking pretty good after last night, and with the matchup they've got to, coming up tomorrow. Pat Sanger. No one out pizzas the hut. Who has Kansas State to win it all? Yeah, that helped. Yeah, uh, a, a guy that's tied with you, Heath. Heath Martin also has Kansas State in the Final Four. So for your bracket chances, probably wouldn't mind seeing FAU win and knocking those two off the side. Texas beating Xavier tonight would hurt Scott Kelly, obviously, because he's got Xavier winning it all. You've got Texas what final or going winning this game and losing. The one that the one that can throw this thing into a tizzy and completely change the scoring is if Miami pulls off the upset. Yeah, there's a lot of Houston. Over half of the field has Houston winning it all. 
And so if if the Cougars myself would, included, yeah, yeah, if the Cougar if the Cougars were to go away tonight, then this entire thing is completely different. Don't think that's going to happen. But here's the question: as we take our final break, come back for the last segment, the wrap up segment. What would have to happen tonight to live up to the standard that was set last night in these games this evening? I wrote a couple of things down. See what you think uh, on that question as well. We'll come back. Final segment of the Skinny on Sports next. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Thank you, Howard Schnellenberger. (laughs) You're giving him credit for FAU. FAU. Okay, welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping it up here for the week. With this question, Jared, last night's games were unbelievable, no doubt about it, in yes. the NCAA. Sweet 16. What would have to happen tonight to live up to what happened last night? Well, we're going to need an overtime game somewhere. We're going to need an upset somewhere. It's going to be hard to live up to last night's games, right? Uh, absolutely. I'll counter. I'll, I'll ask a question to your question. What game do you think can give us uh, a Kansas State, Michigan State type game? Texas Savior. I think. Well, see, I, I look at it more. Which game has to be UCLA Gonzaga? And that's. I mean, they're the same seeds as that game was last night with the mm-hmm. three and the two. And, and I think a lot of people going into last night assumed UCLA Gonzaga was going to be the best game. And I think uh, nearly everybody tonight figures Texas Xavier is going to be the best game. Just because it looks like they're the most, you know, Evenly you got both one, both for, ones playing fives, a six and a 15, yeah. and then you got the two and the three, the, the more traditional matchup. Here's what I think has to happen. Okay, yeah, tell me. I that. think that one has to be great, just as UCLA-Gonzaga was last night. I think one of the one seeds needs to lose. And I also think Princeton needs to win. Yeah. Because then you kind of mirror it, right? You got Princeton in the Florida Atlantic role. You got Texas Xavier in the UCLA Gonzaga role. And then you know, even though it's a one, you know, a seven and a three, one and a five, whatever that is, uh, you know, an overtime, it, it, maybe even a one seed wins, but it's overtime. They're pushed all the way right. to the brink. Yeah. How many championship teams have you seen do that? You know, they get pushed. All of them, they, almost. Yes, they all do. See that—that's the one thing. 
we were talking Gonzaga UConn a little bit last night after the game. That's the one thing that worries me as a as somebody that has UConn picked to go to the Final Four. They haven't been challenged. No. Yeah. They they struggled a little in the first half against Iona, but they've also won every game by more than fifteen. They could just be that team of destiny. Maybe they where are they're playing, but their even those, basketball. but even that team of destiny always has yeah, a, a push, hiccup a at some point, yeah, right? All the Final Four teams, every one of them, you feel like, yeah, you know, the, you go back to the OU teams that's gone recently or OSU. There's always been that one game. But think of the uh, 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 last time OSU went to the Final Four. Yeah, John Lucas, the shot. Yeah, right in St. Joe's. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, or or Buddy Hield's drive, or or the defense. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. His, Against VCU. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's always there's always one. Yeah, a game that, and then they get to the final four, and who knows? But so out of the the two ones, Alabama or Houston, who do you think is um, likely to lose tonight? I think Houston has an easier game. I think San Diego State is better than Miami, but i say that miami was in the elite eight last year with some of the same guys back so experience wise maybe that's there but i would i would be more surprised if houston lost than alabama just because of the opponent that they're playing tonight Mm -hmm. by the way yukon this is the second time in their history that they've won their first three ncaa tournament games by 15 or more you know the other time the other time they did it you just mentioned the year 2004, when Oklahoma State was in that Final Four down there uh, in which UConn won with the Mecca Okafor. You know, kudos to UConn. They're showing us, you know, they'll go through these lulls and and highs and lows and stuff, but I think they're starting to show us that they're they're a program that's bigger than a coach. Uh, They're trying to. Right. You know, Kevin Ollie won one. Exactly. Obviously, Calhoun. He didn't stay, you know, he didn't stay on the scene long, but now Danny Hurley. Just it's starting to look like that. It is As, starting. It is you know, definitely. The, the, right. And Jim always quotes Mark about OSU. How it, you know, Eddie and I hope that's not a case. I hope OSU and OU get back up to what we're talking. You know, hope we're talking about them this time next year, but or in in a couple years. But it's a uh, you know is it is OU was it just Billy Sampson and I guess Kruger? He got him to a Final Four. Well, that's the thing. The last everybody that's coached there. It's got to an Elite Eight. I mean, even Capel made Elite Eight. That's true. But OSU, it's been Iba. And Eddie. Eddie and... Uh, nothing. Yeah. I'll tell you, nothing. So kudos to UConn. They're kind of... It is. They're. It's a program and not just a... Wasn't just a coach. Hey, man, do they look good. Holy they moments, do. they look good. Uh, real quick. Thunder lost last night. I think that's just kind of... I mean, the Clippers are better than them, all right? They should be better than them. Yeah. And Kawhi. It's be hard to beat them four times. Well, yeah, you already beat them three. Especially on a – it's not a traditional back-to-back, but playing them back-to-back. Kawhi embarrassed by the way that game ended on Tuesday, getting shut down and locked down by Lou Dort. Yeah. yeah. He ripped him apart last night. Uh, Thunder, big game tonight, though. They're now in – they've actually slipped out of the play-in and the standings, even though everybody's got the same amount of losses from like 7 to 11 or 12. But tonight against L.A., back in the Lakers this time in L.A., not only go ahead of them in the standings after tonight, but also earn the tiebreak with the win of the season series. I last uh, Earlier this week, I said Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota has the tiebreak against Oklahoma City, not the other way around. Oklahoma City has it against Dallas. 
They're looking to get it tonight against L.A. of some of those teams that will be in that mix for there, those play-in there spots. There is talk of SGA actually playing tonight. Oh, I think he's going to. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to. Because um, to me, if he was going to set one, it would have been last yeah, night. Yeah, and LeBron's status is, I think, still up in the LeBron, I, I don't think he's going to be back yet. But I, I do believe he'll be back maybe the end of next week and playing some. But who knows? That dude's a cyborg, man. It, it, would it shock anybody if he's out there? No. And then Austin Reeves. He's gone nuts. He's, he's getting MVP yeah. chance at L.A. Finally. They love him. Final thing. Did you see what Rory McIlroy did yesterday? No. What did he do? Oh, my gosh. So he goes to the last tee. Now, you know, it's it's the uh, – they're, they're doing the match play event, right, down at Austin, at Austin Country Club. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a, there's a par five. It's like 14 or 15, and it's downwind a lot of times. And, and he hit like a 420-yard drive and hit like a wedge from 150 or what have you to go ahead and make – uh, it set himself up for an eagle. Then he gets to the last, and it is 375, par four. And he drives it to three feet. Wow. Drives it on to three feet. It was a 375 par four. He carried it 349 front of the green, and it bounced, and it rolled right back by the hole. One of the most amazing shots you will ever see in your life. That's insane. That's insane. so. That's what's coming up this weekend. If you if you need a, if you got a lull in the basketball, or you need a little break from the, the hoops, or if you need something on in your office. Yeah, just you know, this <laughs> afternoon match play event there in Austin. All right, man. Any uh, any any wild predictions as we leave for the weekend? Um, I predict that our men's bracket challenge standings will be all shook up come after uh, Sunday. Well, we we will have a clearer picture absolutely in the Western Oklahoma Realty Bracket Challenge once we get back in here or get to the to Sayre National on Monday. We'll know who we'll know who's got teams left in the final four, whose champion is left, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I have a sneaking suspicion. The Kansas State's gonna be in the final four for the first time since eight uh, nineteen sixty-four. Yeah. Hey, you know what happened on this day in two thousand one? This day two thousand and one. No. Rest in peace, the bird that got in the way of a Randy oh. Johnson pitch. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's a great way to end a Garrison Financial Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Win something one time, and it could be a fluke. Do it twice, and people know you're for real. Win it three times, and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. 
For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kalks the Skinny on Sports Report the non-metro sportscast of the year good afternoon western oklahoma i'm aaron kalk and this is the skinny on sports report congratulations aaron or should we say mr four-timer now keep on dominating 